0: It is a beautiful day to apply some logic and confess the truth. I'm Megan Steele and this is Confessions of a School Nurse. Ladies and gentlemen, I am hot. And no, that is not a ploy to make me feel better about my fat rolls and my cellulite. I am angry. What in the world are we doing talking about COVID mandates again? I don't get it. I had a podcast ready to go regarding the school, the scalpel pipeline that we briefly discussed um, at the beginning of when I started this podcast. Um, but when the COVID garbage started showing up again late last week, I completely changed the direction for my podcast for this next week. Um And for the next couple of weeks, because we need to get some things understood and figured out. So that way we can be the best possible nurses for our students um, that we can be this coming school year, because they're going to need us now more than they've ever needed us before. I don't know about you, but I am infuriated infuriated at the thought of mask mandates and vaccine requirements again. This has absolutely nothing to do with public health. It doesn't. This is strictly a ploy to make you dependent on the government. I am not a conspiracy theorist. I am an I told you so, Orist. So, Orist. Yes, that. I told you so, Orist. I will not sit down and shut up to the political correctness occurring in our country and quite frankly in our state and in the county that i live political correctness political correctness is a weapon that is used to silence people who tell the truth covid 19 jacked up our world it allowed evil to persist in ways that we don't even know the full extent of yet But here's what I do know, COVID was a complete violation of medical and nursing ethics, and it is time to make Nuremberg great again. And if you, as a school nurse or a teacher or an administrator, if you force your students to wear masks and roll up their sleeves for another vaccine, Shame on you. Shame on you. You are part of the problem and you need to resign immediately. Being a school nurse is an honor. It is an absolute honor to care for God's children. And if you are going to turn your honesty into malfeasance and your compassion into cruelty, get away from the children. Get away from the children. As a nurse, I know that you know what the ANA Code of Ethics are. And so I just want to remind you of two of the provisions. I'm going to cover more of them in the next couple weeks, but I want to remind you of two of the provisions. Provision three, which is the nurse promotes, advocates for, and protects the rights, health, and safety of the patient. And then I want to remind you about provision four, which is the nurse has authority, accountability, and responsibility for a nursing practice, make decisions, and takes action consistent with the obligation to promote health and to provide optimal care. Um, so, under each provision, right, there's the little standards under it. So here is standard 3.2, nurses. And and you know, teachers and administrators, I know that you guys have your values and your morals that you are taught as teachers and as educators. So I'm sure that while the language doesn't necessarily, like, right, I'm talking more medical, I know that you have this stuff as teachers, too. So I want you to look at your um, code of ethics that you have. And if you don't have one, let's develop one because you guys need one. You are a well-respected profession for the most part and, and you, you need a code of ethics. But back to the ANA code of ethics 3.2. Stemming from the principle of respect for autonomy, respect for persons, and respect for self-determination, individuals have the right to choose whether or not to participate in research as a human subject participants or legal surrogates must receive sufficient and relevant information to make informed decisions and to understand that they have the right to decline to participate or to withdraw at any time without fear of adverse consequences okay so um, if you don't have this little copy of the ANA Code of Ethics this book I highly recommend that you get a copy of it because it's it's really important. Um, standard 3.5 Protection of patient health and safety by acting on questionable practice. Nurses must be alert to and must take appropriate action in all instances of incompetent, unethical, illegal or impaired practice or actions that place the rights or best interests of the patient in jeopardy. Okay, 3.6. Nurses must protect the patient, the public, and the profession from potential harm when practice appears to be impaired. Okay. I know what you're thinking. I th- I have a suspicion that you might be thinking impaired meaning someone is high on drugs or drunk. That's not true. That is a very inside the box look at what impaired means. So if we go to the back of our book here, um, impaired practice functioning poorly or with diminished competence, diminished competence. Okay. So it doesn't mean that you're high on drugs or uh, alcohol. So let's pull out our handy-dandy note. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know why I just about said handy-dandy notebook from Blue's Clues. I meant our handy-dandy dictionary here because it's so important to have what the words truly really mean in our language and not what Google shows you. handy dandy notebook (laughs) maybe i should just really start calling this handy dandy dictionary goodness okay sorry for the sidetrack there that was slightly bit of a squirrel but i want to read what impair means to you because it's important that you understand that these are people who are practicing unethically They are practicing unethically by doing all of this COVID garbage. And so impair means to make worse by or as if by diminishing in some material respect. Okay. So it doesn't have anything to do with being drunk or high on drugs. I want to continue on with provision four. 4.1. 4.1. Nurses bear primary responsibility for the nursing care that their patients and clients receive and are accountable for their own practice. It continues in 4.2. And ladies and gentlemen, this, this is important for you. To be accountable, nurses follow a code of ethical conduct that includes moral principles such as fidelity, loyalty, ferocity, Beneficence and respect for the dignity, worth, and self-determination of patients, as well as adhering to the scope and standards of nursing practices. Nurses in all roles are accountable for decisions made and actions taken in the course of nursing practice. And here's where it's key. Nurses are accountable for their practice, even in instances of system or technology failure. We had system failure. In COVID system failure. Okay. And you, as a nurse, you are bound by the code of ethics. So you need to use provision three and provision four at your employers when they try to make you mandate non-medical things, right? This is ridiculous. The masking, all of it. So While we are discussing the protection of patients, I have kept this this magazine from the school nurse supply because it absolutely infuriated me. So what I'm holding up here on the screen is the 2022 school nurse supply product catalog. And on the front is a young girl with a beautiful smile and a mask down below her chin. Because you know, masks work so great down below the chin do not apply logic, seriously. I never, and still don't to this day, I don't have a problem if you wanna wear a mask. I have an issue with the government forcing all of us to wear masks. Masks do not work, they don't. There is study after study after study after study that shows they do not work. They didn't work 20 years ago and they don't work now. I'm not gonna go into a scientific discussion on this podcast about masks. But if you do wanna have a conversation about it or you want me to come to your school or to your place of work so we can truly talk about the scientific evidence of masking, let me know. Because we have certain masks in hospital for certain transmission modes of viruses. And I will be glad to talk to you about that. Email me at Megan at confessionsofaschoolnurse.com, Megan at confessionsofaschoolnurse.com. And um, we can have this discussion and we can educate your fellow teachers and administrators if we need to. So while we're continuing with the garbage of this masking baloney, if, if the National Association of School Nurses comes out and says, we need to mask this again, absolutely drop your membership. If you haven't already, you need to be dropping it because that's ridiculous. I have an article here from NASEN, uh dated September, 2021. And the title of this, uh, I should say, this is the NASN, the school nurse journal. And this is from September of 2021. And the title is Roadmap to Recovery. And it's by Dr. Eileen Moss. And Dr. Moss, I would love for you to contact me. I'm sure you're not listening, but if someone knows Dr. Moss, I would love to have a conversation with her. Doctor to doctor, nurse to nurse, let's have a conversation because you mentioned some stuff in your article that is true, and then you attempt to brainwash nurses with false information, and I just want you to know that what is in your article, my school did nothing, none of this we had school and our students thrived so i would love to talk to you and maybe compare some some data but you talk about in this article about the horrific effects of children being home and that included emotional stress disruption in learning physical isolation disengagement increased suicide ideation increased suicidal attempts and you note that the importance that we've got to get our children back in school Again, I couldn't agree more with you on that. But here's where I really disagree. You have this checklist of tasks for the fall of 2021. And in here, you talk about my favorite line is lead by example. Get vaccinated and be open about it. Well, I'll lead by example. I will not mask and I am not vexed. I will lead by example by allowing parents to choose what is best for their child. Duh! That's applying logic and truth. Allow parents to choose what is best for their child. Not a government, not an expert, not a specialist. Let the parents decide. There is a book called Rise of the Fourth Reich by Steve Dace and Daniel Horitz. I'm holding it here up in front of the camera. Um, Absolutely a phenomenal book. And every nurse needs to read this book. Actually, every parent, every citizen, every American citizen needs to be reading this, but especially nurses, um, because it really talks about what happened from a medical standpoint of the takeover of this fascist regime that is trying to overtake America. And, um, there is a quote in here from a retired air force veteran. Her name is Kristen Megan Kelly. She was a senior, um, industrial hygienist who worked in the field of hazardous exposure protection for more than two decades in the air force. Um, obviously she dealt with masking and all kinds of dangerous things every single day of her job so she is very knowledgeable about masking and here is the quote from her before 2020 if a parent forced their child to don a mask or respirator for a flu-like virus in all conditions every day all day long and reusing the dirty breathing barrier They would expect a visit from Child Protective Services for Munchausen Syndrome or Munchausen Syndrome by proxy. Why would we place masks on millions of children and put them through this form of assault? It's not just the physical harm. We have groomed our children to comply with things they know deep down are unnatural and do not feel right. This can be viewed as a form of grooming the young into a dark place of complying with uncomfortable requests to appease authority. We don't need our children to just shut up and color. My heart breaks as a mother of two to think about what we are doing to our youth. We we allow them to be brainwashed and programmed and it is completely unacceptable, end quote. I happen to think that is extremely powerful. And and whatever happened to this my body, my choice type of situation? I mean, you can't just say it for one thing, but not apply it to all things, right? Like it does that. Let's apply logic. My body, my choice. Not the government's, not my employer, none of that. Okay. And so while we're on this wonderful conversation of my body, my choice, we need to have a brief discussion on vaccines. I remember thinking years ago that I would never get a PhD because it was going to be too hard and I didn't want to be a researcher. I wanted to be at the bedside with patients because I love being with patients. But what I didn't know then is that one that God had another idea and plan for me, but actually I love being a researcher and and that is why I did get a PhD because it brings a whole new light into the field of nursing and and the medical field in general. Having a PhD in nursing really has empowered me um, to use a scientific approach to all things and think outside the box for every single thing and, and think of every situation differently. It's just kind of a different way of thinking in terms of what would happen if, right? Like what is not mentioned in the data that you have seen? There's some that you haven't seen. What, what is missing If this variable, if this specific thing was changed, how would that change the outcome? How would that change the patient care? Science is all about pursuing knowledge. And when I was 16 years old and I became a CNA, I worked in our local nursing home and loved every every minute of it. So I I have been in the medical field for well over 20 years and I have never from being a CNA to a medication aid, to an RN, and then baccalaureate prepared, master's prepared, and now PhD prepared. I have never seen such horrific abuse of power as I did in 2020 and 2021. It literally was a five minute walk from trust the science and trust the experts to just following orders. Trusting the science is about coercion withholding data, manipulating data, cherry picking studies, social conditioning, field mongering, and censorship. Science is about asking questions to gain knowledge and to learn new information. So why don't we get that, I was going to say dictionary, but now I'm going to call it my handy dandy dictionary. So let's get out this handy dandy dictionary and let's take a look of what science actually means, because that is important for you because you can't just google it now it's it's totally changed so science science is about possession of knowledge as distinguished from ignorance or misunderstanding knowledge attained through study or practice knowledge covering general truths or the operation of general laws especially as obtained and tested through scientific method So, what is scientific method right because this is what i do as a researcher scientific method is principles and procedures for the systematic pursuit of knowledge involving the recognition and formulation of a problem the collection of data through observation and experiment and the formulation and testing of hypothesis that's what we do in science that's what we do and so just because i disagree with you or I found a different way to do something doesn't mean that what you're doing is bad for you, right? You do you, I'm just saying there's another side, there's another knowledge to be gained over here. And that's important to know. The push to mandate these emergency use vaccines flew in the face of every fundamental medical ethics and informed consent and was a breach of normal clinical research standards. A vast majority of doctors and nurses were clapping like trained seals as they enforced tyranny on patients. We need a reckoning in the medical profession. Numerous amounts of nurses coerced patients into human experimentation, denied life-saving care, and discriminated against those with disabilities and forced medical authoritarianism over the most basic human rights. Gross negligence and complete medical mismanagement caused patients to die in droves and inflicted irreversible damage on students across our nation. I am still, I am still waiting for the explanation for how one could make the workplace less safe if the people who think the COVID shots work have the shots themselves and blame the unvaccinated for failing to protect them by not getting the protection that failed to protect the protected, right? It makes no sense. Do not apply logic to this situation. You might, you really just might need a do not apply logic sign because we could really be getting into some things coming up. So you can always go get those on my website, confessionsofaschoolnurse.com. In May of 2021, The American Occupational Health Conference was offered online and it showcased one of Biden's COVID advisors, Dr. Michael Osterholm, and this is one of his outrageous statements from this little get-together that they have. Quote, we need to get a needle in every arm down to six months of age. Additionally, doctors need to impress upon every patient that their quality of life is directly dependent on their obedience to Fauci's recommendation, end quote. Okay, excuse me, uh, no, my quality of life does not depend on my obedience to Fauci. It depends on my obedience to God, not to a human being on this earth. Not to a vaccine, not to a mask, not to a doctor, to God, to God. Continuing in May, May 2021 had absolutely fantastic articles for this baloniness that was going on. Um, Nassen, again, here we go, the Nassen school nurse from May of 2021, um, they had an article called An Informative Discussion for School Nurses on COVID-19 mRNA Vaccine. And these authors, Jenny Gordon, Dr. Mark Reynolds, and Dr. Elizabeth Barnpee, <laughs> trust me, y'all don't want to have a conversation with me. I will eat you up and spit you out. But I would enjoy it. So please feel free to contact me, Megan, at confessionsofaschoolnurse.com. Uh, these authors, they stated that NASA supports immunization through vaccination, Uh, to reduce the incidence of vaccine-preventable diseases. So in 2021, where was the data to show that the COVID vaccine prevented disease? Because there was no data. There wasn't then, and there isn't now. So why is NASA supporting this vaccine? The authors go through this very basic cross-section of a human cell which honestly should be a slap in the face to any school nurse because that's just bringing breaking biology down to literally a fifth grade level of understanding of biology but besides through that they do have a nice little figure for you if you need to remember what a cell membrane is and a golgi apparatus is i just sometimes it's just the logic it just it it anyways um what this article failed to mention is truth number one but when they're discussing this basic cell biology they were trying to convince you that mrna vaccines were a scientific breakthrough and that's not true um mrna vaccines had been out and multiple multiple clinical trials failed in animal studies, like multiple, like there never had been a positive MRNA trial. All of these animals had terrible side effects or they died. And so they never continued to pursue the steps needed to make something go from animal to human research. And so they completely leave that information about it. And then the article talks about known side effects of the vaccine. And this is one of my, like, do not apply logic right here. It says on page 134, it says at this time, at this time, the known side effects of MRNA vaccination include injection site pain, fatigue, headache, muscle pain, chills, joint pain, fever, injection site swelling, injection site redness, nausea, malaise, and lymphadenopathy. That's essentially just swelling of your lymph nodes. Okay, well, let me tell you something. The key words here is at this time. Never ever put anything in your body when the known full side effects aren't known, right? At this time, this vaccine hadn't even been in people's bodies for two full years. But let me tell you a little something about documentation two years later, right? What are are we seeing? death. We're seeing a massive uptake in the shingles, a massive uptake in Epstein-Barr virus, cytomegalovirus, hepatitis, cancer, death, cardiac issues, death, rare cancers, people in remission of cancer for years, and then dying within a few months of the vaccine due to their cancer becoming widespread all over their body infertility, menstrual cycle dysregulation, lower developmental milestones in children, myocarditis, and death. How many times do I need to say death? People are dying from this vaccine. People are dying. And this article never, never once mentions any of that because they claim at this time. Well, that's not true because there were MRNA studies that you left out of this article. Also, the thing that irritates me the most about this article is that nurses are practicing unethical when they are coercing people into doing something. And that is exactly what they did on their table two on page 135, resources for school nurses. And they have four resources for reducing vaccine hesitancy, aka how to force people to take the vaccine and comply. Shame on you. I I just I can't. And you want to know something else here in Kansas, my local health department here in the middle of the United States sent me vaccination hesitancy stuff a few weeks ago. And who in the world do you think you are? Who do you think you are? And here's just a forewarning. If I ever become a county commissioner, you, my friend, will be needing to fire another job. Consider this your warning because I will fire you. I want to go back to this good old handy dandy dictionary here. I, um, I know it's funny that I, I, I keep I have to use a dictionary. Like we are in 2023, but if you don't understand what a, a word really means, that's a problem. It is imperative to know the true meaning behind words. Otherwise, words become mandates and laws. Knowing definitions of words is the foundation of freedom. So I just want to let you know what the word coerce means because you as a nurse should never be doing this to your patients. Coerce, uh, to restrain or dominate by nullifying individual will, to compel to an act or choice, to enforce or bring about by force or threats. Forcing people to wear a mask against their will is coercion, and that is against the nursing code of ethics. Forcing someone to be vaccinated is coercion, and it is against their will. Therefore, you as a nurse are going against nursing code of ethics. I could keep going on and on, and on about this it would turn into a hundred hour long podcast but I have a feeling that I think my anger might be speaking more and I don't want that I want you to have the truth and the information needed for you to do your own homework and I know I know that there were a lot of good nurses there was a lot of them and that not everyone fell down and bowed to the COVID gods but the reality is a lot of you did and you are about to be given a second chance. So what are you gonna be doing with this second chance? Are you gonna bow down? Or are you gonna be the truth? Next week, I'm gonna be going over the Nuremberg trial and the Nuremberg code, and you may be wondering why, and, and the reason is is because I didn't know about this in my younger years of being a nurse. And honestly, I didn't really learn about it until my PhD and then in COVID-19. But I want you to know why um, I, as well as a lot of other people, are screaming, make Nuremberg great again. So your challenge this week is to go and look up what the Nuremberg Trials were how that influenced the medical ethics that set up the foundation for the ANA code of ethics for you as a nurse. And I want you to go to um, your local bookstore, wherever you get your books, and get the book The Rise of the Fourth Reich by Steve Dace and Daniel Horitz. Okay, those are the two that's your two homework assignments for this week. Uh, Next week, we're diving into the Nuremberg trial. Um, Please share, subscribe, like. Let's get truth and logic out to everyone, to school nurses, teachers, administrators, parents. Let's get it out to everyone. Um, If you have some thoughts or ideas, please send me an email, megan at confessionsofaschoolnurse.com. megan at confessionsofaschoolnurse.com. Until next time, confess to tell the truth. God bless